What's up, manga fans? It's your boy, the Hollywood Kid, back at it again for the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast, flying solo once again for another episode of Luke's Like That Manga, Read This Manga. Me and Like That Legion getting our inspecting game on this week. Oh my goodness. First of all, a little bit of housekeeping before we inspect any business. We have to inspect our mistakes Last week, oh my goodness, big goof. If anybody was listening to the sliding shenanigans, the skating shenanigans last week of Night of the Ice. Not Night on the Ice, as I said, Night of the Ice. In my defense, the F of of looks kind of suspiciously like an N of the on. So me looking at it, I thought it said Night on the Ice. And that would make sense because that's what he does. (laughs) He skates, you know, he's on the ice. And, you know, this is just my own two cents, but I think that on the ice, that sounds more alluring. You know, the knight is on the ice and he's going skating your way. Oh my goodness, not knight of of the ice. Of, like, of... Or does he live in an igloo? Well, how's he of the ice? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, jeez. But anyway, the title is Knight of the Ice. Not Night on the Ice, as I incorrectly stated last week. So apologies to everybody uh, who got confused by that. I know I did. I know that I need to inspect my glasses prescriptions <laughs> after that one. Oh my goodness. Jeez Louise. But yes, we do have a lot of inspecting going on this week. Because this week, this week we are getting our detective mode on. Everybody get excited. Because, of course, what we do here in this show is we go back and we take a look at the manga that me and Jim was covering on the Weird Science Manga and Anime Manga Monday episode. Oh my goodness, the Early Access Manga Monday episode, I might add. The full Manga Monday experience available exclusively on the Weird Science Manga and Anime podcast Patreon feed. The full Manga Monday experience, so I'm told... And a whole lot of extra early access shenanigans on top of that. But, of course, the 14 weeks, the big one. And one of those episodes from the 14 early access episodes is going to be the manga that we covered this week. Which was friend of the show Colton's manga. His pick. Manga Mavericks Colton. Oh my goodness. Of Manga Mavericks fame. Uh, and a bunch of other a bunch of other manga podcasts as well. Colton's kept busy these days. Oh, jeez. But, yes, it was friend of the show Colton's recommendation and he picked for us the detective mystery manga case closed oh my goodness aka detective conan aka jimmy kudo we have joey wheelers and we have jimmy kudo up here the ace high school private dick oh my goodness so that was uh that was fun we thought it was a solid read okay let's not get too crazy we thought it was solid I mean, we thought it is an older manga and, you know, it's, it's showing its age in some places. Uh, but it was also uh, enjoyable. I say, like, me and Jim, we usually like the, the more character focused one. And, and this was definitely going for the, the mystery cases more than the characters. Uh, but the cases were fun. I mean, we did have the roller coaster murder ride, which was wacky, uh, a roller coaster ride of emotions. That's what that was. Oh my goodness. So it was wacky and it was goofy, but it was also a lot of fun. Uh, And I could see how it became such a big deal as it is over a thousand chapters. Oh my goodness. And one of Colton's favorites. So we enjoyed that. But I will admit 
I will admit, ladies and gentlemen, that the pick, the manga pick that I have this week, I like this one even more. I really like this one. And I'll go through my process of comparison here, okay? We get really deep into this stuff here by now. You should know this, listener, that we get very deep and technical, okay? So we look, we have case closed, all right, detective, detective Conan. So there's detecting and police and and investigation going on. And with this manga that we have recommended today, we have inspector. So look at that, inspecting, inspector, policeman, inspecting, detective, you know, it all connects. I think connect the dots close enough, right? <laughs> Listen, all right, we, we know by now that these comparisons are a, li- a little bit loosey-goosey. I'll be honest, and this is just one that I had in my library, that uh, my digital library that I was I was looking forward to reading, but I never got a chance to. So I was like, let's let's read it for here, and I'm very glad I did because this very first chapter that we're about to talk about uh, it impressed me quite a bit, a surprising amount. I was very impressed, and I'm very excited to talk about this right now. So we're going to talk about that manga right now, a manga from Kodansha Manga. This is Inspector. So, yes, this is Inspector, the manga from Kodansha Manga, a manga that has an anime adaptation as well, and I think there's a season two on the way. So, it had season one and season two coming up. So, are we hot off the presses with this one? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But yes, this is Inspector. Story by Kyo Shiro Daira. Art by Chisiba Kitase. This is also a manga based off a novel, it seems, but not a light novel. I'm pretty sure this is just a regular, a regular novel, but it still has pictures in it, like, like a light novel does. So, I don't know, but maybe. And it looks like there's only like three or four volumes of the novel, but there's like 14, 13 or 14 volumes of the manga. But I mean, I'm not gonna complain, cause I'll tell you what, after this first chapter, I am in. Sign me up. Sign me out, ship me out, and butter my toast. I'm all about this one. Oh my goodness. And I'll tell you what as well. This first chapter is absolutely massive. So we're going to have immediate problems. Because, you know, me, I like to ramble. So we're going to have to get through this uh, lickety split, I am afraid. But uh, it's worth pointing out as well that this first chapter is, from what I can see, not available to read on the Kodansha website. We know that most of the Kodansha first chapters you're able to read for free on the Kodansha website, and we do very much enjoy that. But I think I think just in terms of the size of this one, that's the reason why it's not available. Because we are looking at this first, first chapter, and we're talking, it's in the 80s. I think it's like around 84 pages. So massive, massive first chapter. And I think that pretty much... That's the reason why you can't read it for free because they probably, the reader doesn't go for 84 pages. I don't know. Or maybe they don't want to give away half the manga for free because this first volume, we're reading it out of the first volume and this first volume pretty much contains this first chapter and chapter two and chapter two is nearly 80 pages as well. So just these two chapters make up the first volume alone. That's how big it is. It's meaty. Oh my goodness. But as it is so big, we're going to get right down to business. We have Inspector here. The cover has our two main characters looking very cool. I very much do like the art style in this. Art by Chisiba Kitase does a fantastic job. 
and it stands out here. And then we move on. We have a different art, it seems. I think this is the art from the novels. Novel version character designs Hiro Kirohara, which is also nice. That's pretty cool. And we have Kuro and Katoro again. And then we get the chapter one, one eye, one leg. And we kick things off. We have in the forest, peaceful, serene looking place. And we see a little girl lying on the ground. And then a voice saying, please, please be our god of wisdom. Dun dun, what does that mean? Chapter one, one eye, one leg. We are at the university hospital outpatient entrance. It is raining. And we do see... That same little girl, all grown up, she is snoozing. She's doing a lot of snoozing. Snoozing in the forest and now snoozing on the bench, it seems. Uh, and her skirt gets tugged on and that kind of jolts her awake. We don't see who's tugging her skirt. So right away, mysteries. Oh my goodness. And then she's like, oh, it's time. Okay, thanks. So she's talking to weird people. She's falling asleep in the forests and in the benches. Very odd, this girl, already. There's mysteries going on. But we see she steps up. She has her little beret. She has her little walking stick. She's looking very dapper altogether. Oh, my goodness. And she comes in, and the nurse is like, Oh, Iwanagasan, I was just going to get you, but you're as punctual as ever. And she says, I'm more responsible than I look. And petite. We get this petite sound effect here. So she's looking absolutely adorable. Oh my goodness. And then the nurse is looking and she's like, hmm, I just can't believe it. You're just too cute. You're like a little doll. And she pats the head. Oh my goodness. But then we get some drama because the nurse whispers, one more thing. It seems like Kuro-kun really did break up with his girlfriend. Oh my goodness. Drama? Drama from page nine? What? And they were supposed to be engaged too, says Kitoro. Oh no. And the nurse doesn't know any details, but she thinks it's true. The girlfriend was one year older and she's graduating college this year. And apparently she found a job in another prefecture. So that might be why they're splitting up. So that's another mystery as well. We're getting mystery city here. So many mysteries. Oh my goodness. But Kuro-kun is visiting the hospital today and the nurse says good luck. So there's something going on between Katoro-chan here and Kuro-kun. What's going on? So Katoro-chan starts walking along twirling her little walking stick and she's thinking back she's thinking it was two years ago that i met the young man called kuro sakuragawa and two years ago she was 15 so she's 17 now and she was walking along the hospital one day and she noticed some dude in front of her and then a bunch of kids was running by and he almost fell over oh he was slipping oh my goodness and then she stops him and she catches him from his fall. Oh my goodness. And she pats him on the back. Are you all right? And he's like, oh, hi. Thank you. You're a lifesaver. And then he notices, oh, geez, she's got a walking stick. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to do that. And this is where we get the chemistry straight away. I'm telling you, this is the highlight. Because we see Kotoko, she's like, in that case, I hope that you will forever remember me as the woman who saved your life. And Kuro, oh, come on. It was that big a deal. And then he thinks, oh, you know what? Maybe it was a big deal. I guess some people could die from that. Falling on the back of the heads. Youch. Okay, I'll remember. And he says with a smile. And then Kitoko blushes. Oh my goodness. Very exciting stuff. And this is Kuro Sakuragawa. He was 20 years old at the time. So he's 22 now. And this is where Kitoko thinks he's like a goat. He's scrawny and oblivious. 
and the goats, they seem to spend much of their lives munching on the grass. But they have a strange way of making you feel their vitality, their life energy. Oh my goodness. And we see the goats in their natural habitat jumping on the rocks and eating the grass and such. You know, he's like a goat. He's built different. He's a goat. Never underestimate the goat. That's why he is the goat. They're naturally nimble. They live effortlessly in their environments. And they got big horns like a oni. Oh my goodness. And this is where she's looking at him and she's thinking, Oh my goodness, could this be what they call love at first sight? She is smitten. That's why he's the goat. She is smitten. And then, uh uh-oh, more drama. Because she's about to say something, but then, oh... A lady walks in. Oh, Kuro-kun, what are you doing? Oh, jeez, you ought to be ashamed. And then Kuro-kun, oh, she saved me. Saki-san, and this girl is Saki-san. And Saki-san quickly squeezes his arm, makes it well aware that she is connected to him in some way. And she says, you are so oblivious. I just can't believe you. And then she looks at Kotoko and she bows and makes Kuro bow and says, sorry for the trouble. Thank you. And then she walks off. And then Kotoko's thinking, why is she apologizing? Who's this girl? Is she his big sister or a relative or maybe a little sister? And then we see they are holding hands and squeezing hands. And oh, Kotoko doesn't like to look at that. Oh, no. And this is where we get the investigation begins. Inspecting begins on who is Kuro-kun and who is this lady. Because we find out from the other nurses, as Kitoko is getting her blood pressure checked, that Kuro is a second year at Hitch University's law school, and he has a cousin that's hospitalized in the hospital, so he comes to visit her often. So his cousin? Is that who the tall woman is? She could be his cousin? That's what Kitoko is thinking. But then she kind of figures it out herself. Well, she is awfully energetic for a long-term patient. Uh, and her presence was actually kind of intimidating. Intimidating? Hmm. And then another nurse walking by. No, no, that's not his cousin. The girl who's always with him is Saki-san. She's a year older than he is. But she's his girlfriend. Dun-dun. And Kotoko's like, gasp. Oh, no. Apparently, they've been dating since high school, and I heard that when she went off to college, Kuro-kun decided to go to the same college. So that's dedication. And, oh, poor Kotoko, she's very deflated by this. Oh, jeez. And then the nurse, sorry, Kotoko-chan, I think Kuro-kun is, is out of your reach. He's so good-looking and friendly, even some of the nurses have approached him. They got the hots for Kuro. Oh, jeez. But anytime he talks about his girlfriend, he's always got a happy look on his face. So he is already taken. Oh, no. Isn't that delightful? Says Kitoko. She's not happy by this. And apparently the girlfriend is a little bit clingy as well. We did see that. Anytime, anytime that Kuro is chatting with the nurses, Saki-chan, she always butts in and she grabs a hold of him. And then it makes a quick escape with him. So she's not letting him get close to anybody. She didn't used to come with him. But ever since she got wind that the nurses were after him. She's been joining him on all his visits. She's a little bit possessive that way. Oh jeez. But Kitoko, she's not going to take no for an answer here. She's like, are you saying I don't have a chance? No way. She stands up. And then the nurse kind of points out. Well, you know, you're not exactly Kurokun's type. I'm not so sure he'll ever see you as a prospect. As we do see, uh, she busts out the measuring scales here. And poor Kitoko, she's very tiny, very petite. And this other girl, Saki-chan, is 
tall and has a great figure and oh geez so poor poor Katoko she's a little bit down in the dumps but she's not gonna let that shake her off oh well stranger things have happened so there's no need to give up entirely that's what the nurse says and Katoko's still walking and she notices Kuro back in the hospital again and anytime she's gonna come up to say hello Saki-chan always comes in and and gets close to him and steals him away. Oh no! And Katoko thinks, I would see him at the hospital two or three times a month. I'd watch him, but I could never bring myself to talk to him. And almost two years after our first encounter, dun-dun, breaking news, it appears that Kuro-kun and Saki-san are getting married as soon as they graduate. I hear they already introduced each other to their parents. They're going to have an engagement ceremony soon. These nurses are like right up to date with all the latest gossip. Poor Kotoko. She is not happy. She's pulling down her beret. She's upset. And she's just thinking it was ine- inevitable. Oh, jeez. And she's sitting there. But then she looks around. And who sits down on the other side of the seats? But Kuro-kun? What? He came alone today? Oh, jeez. Do you think Kuro-san broke up with his girlfriend? Hmm. She's asking all the nurses. And the nurses don't know, but one of them says, Actually, come to think of it, I don't think he mentioned his girlfriend since February or so. Oh, jeez, I'm not sure he's talked much at all. Dun-dun, so more mysteries. And then this is where the investigation is complete. We flash back to reality, the present day. And today I learned that my diagnosis was correct. But it's difficult to judge whether this is my chance or not. It's about time I actually talked to him. And then she's walking outside. She sees Kuro-kun on the bench. She walks over. Hello. It's been a while. Kuro-kun turns around. Um, who are you? And then this is where Kotoko, sassy Kotoko, have you forgotten the face of the woman who saved your life? And this is where Kuro explains. Oh, I don't think I've been in any life-threatening situations for about 10 years. 10 years. That's, that's a little bit of subtle foreshadowing. What happened 10 years ago? Hmm. All will be revealed, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. But then Kotoko's like, no, no, dummy. About two years ago at the hospital. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you know what? When I fell over backwards and almost hit my head, there was a girl there, but she wasn't wearing a beret. And (laughs) Kotoko is peeved by this. You identify girls by their headwear. Oh, jeez, you said you'd remember. My goodness. She's annoyed by that. But Kuro explains, sorry, I'm not good at remembering girls' faces. Besides, if I did remember any girls, that would make Saki mad. Uh-oh. And Kotoko plops down on the seat. All right, then remember it now. My name is Kotoko Iwanaga. It means child of the harp, oldest of rocks. I recently turned 17. I'm full of energy. And, and Kuro's like, oh, okay. Well, I won't forget it this time. And she's like, mm, indeed, you won't forget. Since I hear you've broken up with Saki-san. And then he's like, oh, how did you hear about that? Oh, my goodness. And then Kotoko explains her sources. I've been coming to this hospital for close to seven years now. And I'm friends with all the nurses. I've done them a lot of favors. So it isn't hard for me to get them to tell me things, such as your name, Kurosaka Ragawa, how you're now 22 years old, you have a cousin who's staying in the hospital, and you've been coming to see her for at least three years. And Kurokun's kind of taken aback. He says, oh, jeez, I'm not so sure about the privacy policy for this hospital. Oh, my goodness. But she explains Kurtoko here. She explains, oh, well, there are no obligation 
to have the privacy policy for the visitors, just for the patients. Is that how it is? It is dubious, isn't it, by the big? So once again, you see this chemistry here is very good. They've got a very nice back and forth here. And because this is just a lot of talking heads uh, for this start of the chapter, but there's some chemistry here. And there's some banter going on that it's very enjoyable to read. And the nurses never told me the name of your cousin or the condition why she's here. Any sort of that information. And Kuro says, nobody's ever kept in the hospital for anything pleasant. You don't really want to know that. Which is fair. But then they get back on track. Kotoko, she has her eye on the prize. So, they tell me that you and Saki-san broke up at the beginning of spring. And Kuro says, oh jeez, they really don't respect my privacy. Well, Kotoko says, that's what happens when you don't think before making unnecessary small talk with the young nurses. At any rate, you're officially on the market. Wouldn't you like to get a fresh start with somebody new? And she turns around and looks at him. Won't you date me with marriage in mind? Dun dun, she is fearless. Oh my goodness, I've had a crush on you for two years. I've been waiting for this moment. And Kuro, he's taken aback. You're much more direct than you seem. But two years? That's very persistent of you. And she explains, one's destiny is worth waiting for. And she kind of breathes a sigh of relief. Oh my goodness. But Kuro's worried. He says, in the eyes of the law, I'd be dating a middle school girl. And he, he imagines the police arresting him. Won't you, would you come with me to the station? Oh jeez. But this makes Kitoko furious. I told you, I'm 17. I'm a high schooler. Next year, I'm going to take the entrance exam to get into your college. Do you have the memory of a chicken or something? Oh, jeez. And he's like, oh, wow, that's a bit of a short fuse you got there, Kotoko. And she's embarrassed. She blushes. How rude of me. That doesn't happen too often. Oh, jeez. And this makes Kuro-kun laugh. He has a smile on his face, which is nice. This is the first time he's laughed in a while. And she kind of notices and she blushes. And he says, oh, I'm kidding. That made me kind of happy. It's just if a high school girl is telling me she likes me, maybe I'm not so washed up after all. I haven't felt this good in a long time. And Kotoko is surprised. Was it that bad when Saki-san dumped you? Oh, jeez, drama. But then this is where Koro explains. It wasn't all her. It wasn't her fault, even though she was the one who broke up with him. And he explains, I've dated her since high school. And we even had a long distance relationship for a while. And we made that work. And things were progressing steadily. I met her parents. We planned to have our engagement next year. And then we broke up. I felt like I'd been hit by an avalanche. Oh, jeez. But there was nothing I could do. I know why it happened, but there's so much I can't believe in anymore. Oh, jeez. So there's drama. As the rain starts, I don't think I'll be ready for another relationship for a long time. Oh, so very mysterious. But Kotoko, she's got to cut to the chase. She says, be specific. And she reaches up her little walking stick and it has like a cat cane on top it's very cute and she holds it up to him like a mic and she says what specifically happened to drag you to such depths of shameful tragedy oh no and he's looking at her and he's thinking and then he decides all right here we go saki-san and i took a trip to kyoto at the end of the year and the plan was to welcome a new year there and visit our first temple before the night was up and this surprises kitoko vacations together before marriage how immoral. Oh my goodness. Uh, this is where Kuro says, I'm sorry, what era do you come from? And that is fair, because Kuro is just a normal, regular college student. But Kitoko, she's very prim and proper and ladylike about these things. Kind of old-fashioned that way. 
But that's part of their charm that they have together. But then we get into some crispy flashbacks. Here we go. We see Kuro and Saki-san. They're walking along beside the river. And then suddenly they notice something spooky coming out of the, the river. Oh, jeez. What's this duck-looking dude? Oh, no. It's a kappa. That's when a kappa showed up right there in front of us. And he's looking very otherworldly spooky. And Kotoko surprisingly knows all about the kappas. You mean the creatures that are said to show up near water? You sure it wasn't Agitaro or a Suiko or a Hyosube? And we see all of those. And she's very knowledgeable about all these guys. And Kuro is surprised. You know a lot about this stuff. It's pretty surprising. Whatever it was, Kappa was a fitting name for it. It wasn't a human and it wasn't an animal. But it was some kind of other life form. Oh, jeez. It was a fearsome thing. Something with a presence that only once recognized would make you believe the unbelievable. The mere sight would cause the first crack in the form of the foundation of your whole world. Oh my goodness. But Kotoko explains, oh, don't worry, Kappa aren't bad. They're actually quite trendy these days. And we see one chilling in some sushi. And and apparently they give good recommendations on sushi or ebisen. Oh, jeez. There you go. But Kuro isn't convinced. The one we saw smelled like mud and looked like it was about to drag us to the bottom of the river. Oh, jeez. The next day they actually found a drowned body in the same area. Uh Uh-oh. It was ruled an accident, but they still don't know the cause of death. Dun-dun shenanigans. This is spooky stuff. And this is where we get the explanation of what happened. Saki-san doesn't believe in ghosts or spirits or any of those supernatural monsters. I didn't think anything could scare her. But one look at that kappa and she started shaking in fear and she clung to me. And we see she's holding him tightly. Oh, jeez. She never even held me that tight in bed. Oh, jeez. Scandalous, Kuro. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I love that she's not needy, though. And this is where Kotoko, not happy. Spare me the mushy stuff. It does nothing to enhance the story. Oh, jeez. But what happened next? Oh, my goodness. This is where Kuro gets cryptic here. Because he says, without giving her a second chance, and in a voice that shook with fear, the coward screamed and ran off like a scared rabbit. Oh, jeez. So, we don't know who that coward is referring to at the minute. Is it supposed to be Kuro? Or is it somebody else? Hmm. But Kotoko listens and she's thinking, well, it was a kappa after all. So it's still spooky. But Kuro explains the running off part is the fact of the matter. That's the problem there. Because she told me she didn't realize I was that kind of man. Things got awkward after that. And Saki-san found a job in a new prefecture since she was going to move away in March. The subject of ending things between us came up. It's just one of those things. It, sometimes it'd be like that. You know how it is. Sometimes that happens. Oh, jeez. Saki-san's probably training at the police academy right now. She's in the police academies. I hope that doesn't scar her for life. I don't want her wondering if it was a kappa every time a dead body washes up. Oh, jeez. But Kotoko doesn't care. She's like, who cares about what happens to a heartless woman? She doesn't care about Saki-san. Kuro explains she's not so heartless that she deserves to have a kappa ruin her life. I don't care if you believe me or if you don't. Maybe I'm just some crazy college kid who blames his breakup on a kappa. Or maybe I'm a college kid who lost his mind from the shock of the breakup. Either way, 
I doubt I'm worthy to be your boyfriend. Oh, geez. So he has a very low opinion of himself here. Oh, man. But he gets going. He's like, anyway, there's my bus. I should be getting out of here right about now. But Kotoko says, no, wait, I'm getting the bus too. It's probably the same one based on the time. But we haven't finished talking yet. You weren't so clear about the subject of your sentences. Which one of you was the coward that ran and left Saki-san behind? Oh, she's a smart cookie, Kotoko is. Nothing gets past Kotoko-chan. Oh, my goodness. And he turns around. Oh, looks at her. Oh, you didn't run. The captain did. He saw you next to Saki-san and he got so scared and ran away. They're intelligent creatures. So he would have known exactly what he was afraid of. From his point of view, he's a very unlucky Kappa running into you in the middle of the night. He was the real monster. Oh, jeez, I feel sorry for him. Oh, my goodness. And then we get the full explanation. Saki-san saw that horrid yokai run away, the Kappa run away at the sight of you. And then that's why she got spooked. She wondered what that meant. I didn't know that you were that kind of man. Oh no, Kuro has a dark side. Uh oh, that's what she said. Isn't that right? Kuro Kun doesn't say a word. Oh jeez, but you're wrong about one fundamental detail, he explains. What detail is that? There's no such thing as Kappa, Dun Dun, the Yokais. Isn't there? Of course not. But you just said you saw one, says Kitoko. Quit playing games with my heart. Oh jeez. But he says, no, no, I was just lying. I wouldn't tell some random little girl, little girl, ooh, the story of my heartbreak. Oh, my goodness. If you still think they exist, there's a psychiatric ward here in the hospital. You should get your head examined. Shade. Oh, jeez. But then she snaps back. Oh, sorry. They already see me once a month. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and you get that. You get the sense that she's a little quirky, a little offbeat. So that makes sense. But then he's like, oh, well, okay. Then I recommend they keep seeing you. Take care of yourself. And he, he, he runs away. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but she's not letting him escape. She slams down with her cane. This conversation isn't over. I've only ever had one interview with a Kappa, but I am well acquainted with many of their kind. So there's something going on with this Kotoko-chan here. They're all over this town, even in the hospital. The hospital has yokai, monsters, specters, inspectors, demons, they're all lurking in its halls. They're all creeping about, you know. They may not be as famous as Kappa, but they're in the shadows of the azaleas, the tops of the flowering dogwood trees. They're all watching us in secrets. These little spirits, these little yokai, little monster dealies. Most of them are harmless, but they exist everywhere. And when they see you, they whisper to me, that thing is different. That thing is terrifying. Ooh. And then we do see Curl with a spooky shadow here. So there is something going on with Curl. There is something going on with Kotoko. You know, all this is just talking heads, but it's building up really interesting characters here and very interesting mysteries going on between them. And this is where Curl gets mad. He's like, all right, all right, enough games. Who are you? How can you be so sure these things exist? And then... Uh, Fair play to Kotoko here. She is on front street about it. She says, straight up, they kidnapped me for about two weeks back when I was 11. And this is, the, this is the callback to the very start of the chapter. When she was sleeping in the woods, they took me deep into the mountains and they asked me, please be our God of wisdom. And then we see adorable 
little Katuku-chan here and all the weird kappas and spirits surrounding her. God of wisdom, what's all that about? Yes, most of them don't have much intellect, so they need someone to lend them wisdom and power and to mediate and settle disputes. She is the sheriff of Yokai Town here. My 11-year-old self answered them, yes, I will. She's going to be the sheriff. Oh, bless up. So since then, whenever a dispute or a problem would arise among them, they would come from all over the country to consult with me, looking for mediation or solutions. So you see here, she is the inspector of the specters. Oh my goodness, you see, it's all connected. In fact, I've often had to rack my brains especially hard when I'm trying to solve their problems with humans. But in exchange, they help me too. If I ever fall asleep, which she seems to do a lot of falling asleep, but if she ever does any falling asleep, uh, they wake her up in time for the checkups, like they did with the bench earlier on. If something gets lost in the hospital, they're able to tell me where it is. And as if any troubles with the patients, they'll be able to tell her right away. And then she's able to tell the nurses and earn favor with the nurses. So it all works out. But Kurokuni's taking this all in. This is kind of hard to believe. And she smiles and she says, indeed. But you can look it up in the newspapers. July, six years ago. A fifth grade girl named Kitoko Iwanaga, she went missing from this city. One week later, the police went public with the investigation and they even released a picture in the newspapers. But then one week later, at dawn, the girl was found on a park bench, sleeping once again. So she's always snoozing on the benches. This is problematic, oh jeez. But the details were withheld out of consideration for her privacy and it wasn't front page news, but you might get some in the local papers, apparently. But that's where they wrote the following. And then she pauses, and then she says, When the girl was discovered, her left leg was severed, and her right eye had been removed. <gasps> dun dun! The plot thickens. We see she's got the glass eyes, and then we even see she also has a prosthetic leg. So suddenly the cane makes a lot more sense, but she has the glass eyes and the prosthetic legs. So she was the one. The missing leg and the missing eye. Oh my goodness. Of course, the perpetrator was never caught. And since then, I have been their god of wisdom. So there you go. There you have it. She is the god of wisdom for the yokai spirits. But what about the missing leg and the missing eyes? All a mystery. Oh, jeez. But she doesn't have time to explain. As she looks, she sees her watch. It's time. We'll continue this another day. And then she gets up and she catches the bus. Oh, jeez. And Kuro's just left standing there. Oh my goodness. But then we see Kotoko, she's relaxing on the bus. Uh, and in the meantime, some spooky spirit is on top of the bus roof. I'd be all creepy. Oh, jeez. Well, she's just trying to relax. And he lands on her and he says, My lady. Oh, no. So this guy's creepy. But he's not. He's actually, he's misunderstood. He's actually just worried. Because he, he pinches her cheeks. Are you hurt, my lady? Did you no harm? He did you no harm, I hope. We know that these yokai spirits, they don't like this Kuro for some reason. So he's very worried about my lady. I was out of my wits with fear. I was afraid he might eat you. Eat you? That's very odd. I wonder what that's all about. And Kentoko reassures him, don't worry. He didn't lay a finger on me. Unfortunately. Oh my goodness. Sassy Kentoko. But the, the dead spirit ghost here. What could you possibly see in that pungent, terrifying monstrosity. And he rejected our most noble lady. His insolence knows no bounds. 
But Kitoko, she's irked by this. I haven't been rejected yet. All right, cheese. But she's wondering, why are you all so scared about him? What exactly does he look like to you? And this ghost spirit is scared. He's dangling his head. Oh, geez, something dreadful, terrible, foul-smelling, reeking of blood. That's not very specific, says Kitoko. He may not fit the definition of it in your eyes, but then she looks at him waiting at the bus stop. But for me, Kurosan falls into the category of hottie. Oh my goodness, he's looking very dapper here. Look how cute he is, standing there after missing the bus, and she's blushing. Oh jeez. But then this ghost dude, he can't believe it. Please don't tell me some scoundrel has taken your left eye as well. He can't believe what she's seen. Oh jeez. And Kitoko wants to get rid of this dude. Oh, so are you ready to go to Nirvana? Quit it. You know, quit bugging me. I'm going to send you to Nirvana. Jeez. But then Ghost Spirit, he explains, no, no, I still have scads of attachment to this world. I want to read all of the Harley Quinn novels in existence. The Harlequin, not the Harley Quinn, the Harlequin. And the love novels, the warrior's way to my heart. He's holding it and he's got sparkles. He's loving this. And she explains, that's not what I would expect from someone like you. You like the, the romance novels? Oh, jeez. But apparently that rapscallion refuses to leave the library, so I must always be on my guard. I do hope you will vanquish him straight away. So there's some problem in the library that they gotta deal with. And she explains, yes, about that. I may have cleared it up by tomorrow. If I can get Kurosan to help, it won't even be that hard. So she, we know she's the sheriff of Yokai Town, but now she wants to deputize Kurosan, there's something going on here. Oh my goodness. And that's even as the ghost spirit saying, I don't think he believes your story, my lady. And she's like, yes, yes. I'm At the very least, I've piqued his interest. Whether he believes me or not, he knows better than anyone that I'm not normal. Now it's up to him. Oh, jeez. And the bus continues on the road. Oh my goodness. And then we get a little bit of history lesson here. This is the Kojiki which is said to be Japan's oldest piece of literature. It mentions a god of the name of Kue Biko. And the Kue Biko has one leg and cannot walk, but he is a god of wisdom who knows much about the world. And we do say, this is actually quite grim here. The flashback, this is what happened when little Kotoko was first found. She has the severed leg and the missing eye and the bleeding. and But she's still sneezing. It's very peaceful. But all that blood is very ominous. Oh no. Because it only has one leg, it has been associated with scarecrows. And those who have only one eye are sometimes also treated as gods or something very near. So this whole missing leg and this missing eye, this is all attributing to that god of wisdom uh, lore history going on. Also, many instances of people giving their eyes as offering to the gods. So there's a link between gods and men and the missing eyes. Throughout the world, gods of the forge have been described as having one eye or one leg. So there's a lot of connections here in history. More than a few sources describe this condition as a requirement for godhood. And we do see then that as Kitoko is taken to the operating room, Many traditions have gods with only one eye or one leg. This is all part of the tradition. And this has all happened for a purpose as well. We do see as they are examining her leg, it has been cauterized already with some type of acid. And the missing eye as well. There's no pus or swelling. It's almost completely healed. So what happened to this girl? This wasn't an attack. You know, like they, they prepared for this. And it was a very surgical operation to take out this eye and this leg. 
So there is something going on. Maybe the yokai did it. Who did it? Who knows? It's a mystery. Oh my goodness. But we see straight away this is when it started happening. Because we do see some maybe social worker lady, Kitoko-chan. Why don't you come home for a couple of weeks? Was there someone with you? But on her shoulder is a little yokai spirit. And they're having fun. They're making tea. And, and she's playing with the yokai spirit. She learns from the yokai spirit. So they took my left leg and my right eye to make me into a god. That's not a bad trade, she says. She says that out loud. And the social worker lady is just like, what? Who are you talking about? I don't really remember. Yeah. So there's a mystery going on with Kotoko. What happened with her leg and what happened with her eye? All she knows now is that she's the sheriff of Yokai Town. Oh my goodness. And we do see she's progressing. She is on the last day of her physical therapy. But she's going to have to keep on coming to the hospital at least once a week. So they can examine her eye and her leg. And they also want her to go into counseling. Maybe that's why she's at the psychiatric ward. Uh, just in case she remembers something about all these traumatic events when she was 11. Oh my goodness. And then the nurse says as she's walking off, hey, don't go sleeping in any more weird places, please. Oh jeez. <laughs> Shade. Oh man. Your parents are so worried about you. They say when it's raining, you fall asleep anywhere. And then we do see she has the private chauffeur. So this Katogo, she comes from high society family, maybe. Oh jeez. And Katoko turns around to the nurse and she says, well, they do say a child well slept is a child well kept. And don't they also say that good things come to those who sleep? Oh, jeez. And the nurse smiles and she says, that's not very convincing, but it is very you, Iwadagasan, you little goofball. Oh, jeez. And she's chuckling. So it's very nice and wholesome. But then we move on the next day and Kitoko's on her way. She's at the library. Looks like things are going just as I predicted. Who walks out of the library? But Kuro-kun, oh, hello, have you finished your research? She says with a smile on her face. And Kuro-kun, he's like, oh, jeez, not this again. I'm surprised you knew I was here. Oh, well, it was simple to deduce. I figured you would start by searching the internet to see if all my stories were true. But that incident was six years ago. The victim was a minor, and she didn't die. And in addition, the case was unsolved. So put that all together, and that means you won't get a lot of hits on the searching, on the websites. Also, the internet articles are sometimes unreliable. A prudent individual would want to check on the actual newspaper articles to be sure. You'd be able to get the date from the internet, but you'd want to use that date to find the real articles in the newspapers. And then she says that she deduced all that herself, and then she realized, Kuro, by the time you finished doing all the researching and leaving the library, you would be coming out right about now, and that's why she timed her entrance. But it turns out she was just trying to look good. Because she's like, okay, let's go with that. But really, more importantly, she was having the the yokai spies. He was in the library. Nice work, she says. So, you know, she has the little yokai helping her out here, which is cute and adorable. Well, what did you find? She asks. And he reveals there was, in fact, a girl named Kachoko Iwanaga who suffered horrific incidents six years ago. And the picture they released to the public happened to look just like you. And this is where Kotoko, adorable again, I'm ashamed to say, but other than losing my right eye, my face hasn't changed much since grade school. But Kuro still isn't convinced. That's all. It doesn't prove that you've become a god to every monster or yokai, the god of wisdom. What's all that about? Jeez. No, it doesn't. I may have imagined the whole thing. But if it is a delusion, then I'm just a girl who was kidnapped by some deviant and lost her mind from the shock 
of his abuse. So they both have like this, maybe we're just crazy. Maybe we're just crazy in disguise. Or maybe we have this connection to the yokai spirit ghost world. Oh my goodness. You're free to believe whatever you want, but I may be the only person in this whole world who can understand you. And Kuro, he's looking at her. <laughs> it is sometimes believed that people missing an eye and a leg are sacrifices to the gods. Is that it? And she replies, yes. They were either sacrificed in order to connect the gods to men, or they were made into oracles who can hear the voice of God. There's that connection there. That's a very self-serving interpretation, he admits. Well, say whatever you want. I guess it was self-serving of me to be kidnapped and maimed. Oh, jeez. So there's more banter going on here. But then he's like, you know what? Alrighty then. Have you had lunch yet? If not, I'll treat you. But no, she's already gorged herself on some delightful Kyoto heirloom vegetables. She's all full as she taps her tummy. The way you talk, I can't tell if you were raised in polite society or not. So there, she has some mannerisms about her. Oh my goodness. But then she explains, oh well, about that, if I go missing, the first thing people would think is kidnapping. That's the kind of mansion that I come from. If you marry me, of course, the land and the house would also come with me. I can also get you a job, too. And he's like, I don't want to date you for profit. What kind of a naive romantic are you? She's very prim and proper about these things. Shouldn't you at least get something out of it? She asks. Are you sure you should be saying this? Jeez. But then she she really goes at it. Then you admit I'm your type? And she's all excited. And then he says, no. <laughs> so bursting her bubble once again. There you go again. Oh, jeez. Oh, wait, Kurosan. And then, oh, she slams into the back of Kurosan because Kurosan has just stopped here. Very abrupt. He's seen something running towards him. Oh, jeez, what's the matter? Oh, a librarian's coming. And then we see a librarian running towards them and it, it transforms. Something's off. What's going on? He transforms into this raccoon-looking dude. It's a tanuki. Hello, back in Danuki. So Katoro is acquainted with this little furry critter, and he's very worried. The back in Danuki, the protective barrier around the library, it's been broken. There's going to be chaos. Please help us. And then that's when he sees Kuro, and he gets very scared. Oh, eek! He's jumping up. Oh, my lady, why? I told you time and time again to give up on that thing. So all the yokai are very scared about Kurosan. There's something going on with him. Kurosan, you can't scare them like that. Kurosan didn't do anything. You're just standing there. Oh, no. But this is where they start leaping into action. Uh-oh. If the barrier's down, that means trouble. So we better hurry. Come on, Kurosan. Kurosan's like, what? I'm getting roped into this? What's going on? I'll show you a real fight and erase all your doubts. This is going to be her proof. That she is who she says she is. That's okay. All my doubts were gone. The second I saw a guy change into a tanuki and ask you for help. I believe you. And anyway, I'm going to get some lunch. Goodbye. <laughs> and he turns around and he tries to escape. Oh, no. Don't be like that. She grabs onto him. The yokai in this library is very cruel and very vicious. Tomorrow's papers might have an article about a one-eyed, one-legged girl who was slaughtered at the library. Oh no, a girl who confessed her love to you, although she may not be your type, could meet her tragic end. And should that happen, you may be the only one who knows of the real killer. Would you ever be able to escape all that guilt? So she's guilt-tripping him here, but it works, because, you know, they end up going to the library together. And they're running along. Kuro is giving her the piggyback, which I'm sure she really likes. Thanks so much for your help, even though I'm not quite satisfied with this manner of carriage. At a time like this, wouldn't it be more conventional to cradle me? 
in your arms. She wants the princess, Carrie. That's what she really wants. Oh my goodness. And he's like, no way, I don't know what's conventional at times like this. There's an emergency going on. And he also thinks, I just thought of something. It was you who caught me when I was about to fall over. So you must actually have a pretty good leg then. You know, maybe you don't need the cane. She explains, yes, I only use the cane because my mother and father worry. But I can walk just fine on my prosthetic leg. I can even run the 50 meters in under 10 seconds. Oh my goodness. Which makes sense because we're about to see her leap into action here. As we're getting into some action, all this talking is finally getting into some action. Because we do see as they get up to the stairs, uh-oh, there's a dead body on the ground. Oh, jeez. It turns out it's only spooky ghost man from the bus again. And he's obviously very shaken. My lady, why are you hanging out with this creepy curl coon? Oh, jeez. That's just the ghost of a fallen warrior. So calm down, curl coon. Curl coon's very upset by all this. But the creature is so ferocious, says the ghost fallen warrior. It's beyond our control. It went on a vicious rampage. And in the end, the villain ate through the barrier. So we do see who this creature is. Some spooky, bull-looking dude coming out from the top of the stairs. Uh-oh. And that's when Kotoko, she puts her foot down. All right, enough's enough. In the worlds of man and spirit, order must be maintained. I cannot allow anyone to disregard the laws of reason. Uh-oh. Too late. The monster's already on top of her. He's lunging. But straight away... Kurosan runs in and grabs her and makes the escape. Oh, just in time. Okay, you insulted it. Now what? But Katoro, she's surprised. That was unexpected. She was hoping that the yokai would take one look at Kurosan and recoil in terror long enough for me to contain it. But apparently it's in such a frenzy that it can't make out its surroundings. So basically she wanted to use him as bait. You wanted me for my body? My feelings were true, and I assure you, it hurts me to objectify you so much on our first date. (gasps) They're on a first date? Oh my goodness. But he's worried. Do you have a plan? Do you have some sort of spell to use on that guy? And she's like, no, no, no. If words won't reach it, we'll just use force. Force? Turns out that force happens to be a fire extinguisher that is just lying around. And she grabs it, and then she fires it off at him, and then she even uses it. She whacks him on the head. Bonk on the head. Wham. So, you know... Kotoko can get the job done, it seems. Oh, jeez. But still, that's not enough. He's going crazy. The bull. He's going boo. And she's jumping up into the sky to avoid it. Oh, jeez. She's in the air. Oh, no. And this is where Kuro-san sees she's lost in the air. Oh, no. The walking cane goes flying. And oh, he ends up saving the day. He saves her because he grabs her. She looks up at him. Yes, I knew this would be the better way to carry me. It has a higher degree of physical contact. Oh, so cheeky. Kotoko, oh my goodness, is this really the time? But yes, he has saved her. But yes, this is not ideal. This is not ideal timing. We've made it even more angry as they're still running. And she says, please put me down. We'll need to make a tactical retreat. But then he grips onto her tightly. Oh my goodness, Kurosan, what are you doing? You'll have ample opportunity to do dirty things to me later. Oh, so scandalous, Kotoko. Oh my goodness. But he's like, no, 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 it's not that. I'm trying to stop you from getting us both killed. Because we see the monster bull charging. Kurosan, run away. But then, oh, he reaches out his hand to stop it. And then the bull, in a crazy splash page, the bull chomps it down. What the heck? Chomps on the arm. Oh my goodness. And this is where Kotoko gets very worried. Oh, jeez. She looks at him. Then and now you have that certain unconcerned look on your face. She remembers back when he almost fell over and bonked his head. He wasn't very concerned. How can you be so indifferent? Don't you care that you're in danger? 
Well, you just had your arm chopped on. What's going on? He's taking this remarkably well. Oh, jeez. But then he reveals some mysteries of his own. It's upsetting to hear that from you, Miss Leap, before you look. I was so sure you, of all people, would have been able to guess by now. And she's confused. Question mark. But then we see some gurgle, gurgle, bubble, wobble. Oh, the arm is regenerating. Oh, it's it's got the Deadpool regeneration going on. What the heck? It's all forming back into life. And it's brand new hand here. Oh, my goodness. What's going on? And then he says, yeah, thought so. Looks like my meat doesn't agree with him. What the heck? His meat? And then we see the bull falling down the stairs. Moo, moo. He's not happy with his meal that he's just eaten. Oh, my goodness. Moo. And then he starts pretty much melting. It's quite gruesome. It's the cow bull monster is just melting away here, shaking and and having problems melting. Even you see them from the bone. So it's quite grisly. It's like Ridges in the Lost Ark here. Old people movies. Oh, jeez. And this is all just from Kuro's arm. What the heck happened? And now this is where Kotoko is asking the questions. Kuro-san, what are you? And Kuro-san replies... Those things ask you for wisdom. Those things ask you for wisdom. Can't you get them to tell you who I am, what I am? Oh my goodness. No one likes to talk about the things that truly frighten them. All the poor little yokai are too scared of Kurosan. And finally now we see with good reason. Because that's why he explains, Well, to borrow your words, when I was 11 years old, I gorged myself on two different kinds of yokai meat oh he's got the yokai powers too oh my goodness so that is very dramatic finish and that is the end of the chapter the jumbo extra big chapter oh my goodness we are 86 pages in this is like half the volume oh my goodness but that is the end a dramatic finish to that first chapter and wasn't that a nice little read i mean a nice big read i suppose because it was a lot of pages but I wasn't, at no point was I looking at the page count. I was always very engaged, even a lot of talking heads. And you know me, I, I, the talking heads kind of puts me to sleep. I like the action. But I was so connected with the chemistry going on here between Kotoko and Kuro, the banter they had, the shenanigans back and forth, all the little mysteries being set up. First with Kotoko, what's going on with her as the god of wisdom, the sheriff of Yokai Town. And then with Kuro. And what's going on with him? All the mysteries with girlfriend Saki-chan and and then the Kappa and what's going on. He's eating the yokai meat, the yokai meat buffets. So a lot of interesting stuff here. They mix in the normal character work. Like we have the, we start with character drama, love drama. This is a case of unrequited love. So right away that gets you interested. And then they start sprinkling in more and more the, the supernatural stuff, the yokai spirits. And the God of Wisdom and all this intriguing stuff that really gets you invested here. And then when it all comes together, when they combine their forces to attack this crazy yokai monster in the library, it all comes together. And then the crispy reveal at the end that there's something going on with Kurokun, that these two might be, that these two oddballs might be more alike than they once realized. Oh my goodness, that is very fascinating and very compelling stuff altogether. And you also have good humor as well, like the back, once again, that chemistry, that back and forth. So, so it's always a nice read. You know, you're never bogged down by too much explanation, too much history, 
It's all very nice, very pleasant. I would say very charming as well. If there's one thing I got from this first chapter is that it's very charming. These two main characters are very appealing, very pleasant characters to read. I'm enjoying their back and forth. I'm I'm hoping they get into more wacky yokai spirit investigation detective shenanigans here. And maybe they'll get a little bit closer together as well. I think so. I think they'd work so well together. She's Little Miss Prim and Proper. And he's he's average Joe with a dark past. Oh my goodness! So I'm I'm very much uh, intrigued and interested with this series just after this first chapter alone. Solid art, solid characters, good humor. I'm very impressed. Very impressed. I could go as high as a nine out of ten for this. I'm telling you, when I finish this, when I finish editing all this, I'm going to go and I'm going to read chapter two. I'm very impressed. I like this quite a bit. Uh, this beats Detective Coded. For me, this beats the case closed. Sorry, Colton, I'm afraid, but this one was the one for me. I'm very happy. I might even go and check out a little bit of the anime now and see how that compares, because I was very impressed. And maybe catch up in time for season two. Oh my goodness. But yes, very happy with this. Very charming, a pleasing little read. Well worth tracking down, even if you can't get the first chapter preview on the website. I would say, you know, check out this volume. You can get it online. I'd say go for the volume. I'd say this is worth a pickup. And you're getting a lot of bang for your buck with this first chapter alone. 84 pages. Oh my goodness. And even as that is one of the bigger chapters that we've covered here, I think that goes to show just how happy I am. I'm not even fussed. That it was 84 pages. I think it was 84 pages well deserved. Very good. I'm glad we inspected Inspector this week. Oh my goodness. It gets two thumbs up for me. Bada bing. Thank you for listening to Luke's Like That Read This on the Weird Science Manga Podcast. Now you gotta do three things before you go. Before I let you go. Number one. Head on over to at Weird Manga on the Twitters. And follow us and we will follow you back. That is the Weird Science way of doing business. Uh, and it is, of course, your one-stop shop for all the latest and greatest manga news. Oh boy. Uh, number two, while you're at it, you will notice that on the Twitter, we have a link to our weirdsciencemanga at gmail.com email address. And through that, you can send us all of your questions and your queries. Uh, you will read them all out as we do. You send us in your top sevens, send in your requests, and you might get added to the Manga Monday recommendation list. Oh my goodness. And last of all, last but not least, check out the Weird Science Manga Podcast Patreon, where you can get access to the full Manga Monday experience. 14 early access episodes with new episodes added every week for your listening pleasure. It is just that easy. But I want to thank everybody for listening and to stay tuned to the Weird Science Manga Podcast for more manga goodness.